Bert, you need a new nickname. What if we just called you Tomahawk? Huh. It's odd that you you would just assume nobody is like isn't already calling me Tomahawk. Is someone is someone actively calling you Tomahawk? Probably. You just don't know about it. Jordan, what's that thing you always call me? Oh, uh, what Tomahawk? <laughs> well, shit. <laughs> Welcome to Nerd Life Podcast. I am your host and very best friend, Ryan Brown. With me, as always, is your second best friend, slightly less than me, Christmas J. Bird. That's me. That That's is me. him. And all of you have a Merry Christmas. That uh, he is the reason for the season. Yeah, that's it's me. Let let's keep the <laughs> let's keep the the Birdo in Christmas, everybody. I didn't and, to put a bunch of bags in people's houses. And with the two of us collectively is also and always Jordan. Hi, I'm here. Um, yeah, that's about it. I'm here. And also on the call, but decidedly not with us, Ron Davis. What was that? Exactly. <laughs> exactly my point. Did I, did I miss something? Hi, guys. You, cer- you certainly didn't. Well, Bird, how was your week? Anything exciting happen? It ended today. Woo-hoo. Oh, dip. That, w- that was pretty much it. Um, yeah, I think. I don't know, man. Sometimes you ask me this, and I wonder if you're referring to a thing. Uh, no, I'm just genuinely interested in your life. And I had this moment of panic where I'm like, fuck, what did happen? It's just friendship. Uh, <laughs> no, nothing happened. I don't I. On Monday, I started going to work, and then as of today, I'm off for the next week, so that's pretty good. Dang. Well, hot damn. What about you, Jordan? Uh, So I got a day off unexpected today because of the weather, so that was nice. Yep. Um, And then I'm also going to be off for a little over a week, but not until the day before Christmas. Uh, other than that, I've been playing a lot of Cyberpunk, as I think... Everybody on this cast except Ron has been. Except Ron. That's right. Except, except me. Except Ron. Yep. Well, we'll definitely circle back around to Cyberpunk because we all have some crazy ass stories to tell, I am very mm-hmm. sure. But until then, Ron, what's been going on with you? What what latest tragedy has befallen you? <laughs> uh nothing really. Did you guys see where um Jefferson County schools actually de- declared a snow day today? Um, like preemptively, just because everybody's had such a real shitty year, and they're like, "Look, snow days are an important part of you know kids growing up. Let's just let's just be kids for one day, take the day off. We'll get back to being adults tomorrow." That is a weirdly <clears throat> upbeat and progressive thing for them to do. That was yeah, I was I was really really pumped about that. Um, uh, a good uh, good friend of the podcast is actually recovering from procedure day. I want to give a shout out to Jay. Hope you're feeling better, buddy. Hey, Jay's, Jay's there. Keep, keep your chin up. Let me hold on. Let me imbue him with my life force so that he can soldier on even stronger. Well, now hold on. <laughs> oh, Before you do that, oh, we, we should probably get to the part where we ask how your life is going. 
Oh, I think that's probably mm -hmm. our things. Yes. Oh, I guess yeah. that would be vital to know before yes. I just share it with someone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so far so good. <laughs> I too have dedicated no small portion of my life to cyberpunk. Um, and I gotta say, I have never been more seen by a game. <laughs> Not only just because it has punk in the title, but and I was able to make my guy look exactly like me. But I get a katana, I get a, a punk t-shirt, I get red high-top shoes, and I get to kill a lot of bad guys who are really bad guys. Yeah. And Maybe. also, the... the uh, just the the it, this game could have been branded as radical radical leftism the game, <laughs> and I fucking love it. Like Keanu Reeves is just like, hey bud, you know what's bullshit? Capitalism. You want to blow up uh, future Amazon? I'm like, yeah, I do want to do that actually. <laughs> I love particularly that the game sometimes will be like when you're doing a side quest or a gig, uh, the game will go out of its way to be like. This person rapes children and does I all of these know. awful things. So do what Jeez. you want. And of course, what you want is to brutally murder them. To brutally so, murder them. All right. So I, you, you know I don't know anything about this game. But is this something where you can um, choose a less altruistic path? I mean, yeah. You can basically do whatever the fuck you want to do. Um, it just so happens for... A lot of people, and, and I think it's kind of telling, uh, for a lot of people, our no-consequence power fantasy is fucking saving the world. True. <laughs> True. You know? Like, the other day, like, in, in within uh, the context of the game, uh, literally, I found a human trafficking ring, and my guy in the chair was like, you gotta sneak in there, V, and I'm like, nope! I'm going <laughs> in the front door... With a sword, and I'm going to kill every single person who falls in my line of sight. <laughs> and I did. It's really hard to be like, I mean, it's not hard to be stealthy in this game, but like, why would you want to be? Why would you want to be? Exactly. I, you get I'm all these crazy ass guns and swords. I'm stealthy as fuck mm. in this game. I am probably stealthier in this game than I have ever been in any <laughs> other game. Uh, which I guess is sort of the beauty of, of how you're capable of building your characters. Uh, my character is almost exclusively wrapped up in the realm of net running, which is like super fancy future hacking. Um, and I do not... St well, there have been a couple of times where I have gone into buildings after the fact to shoot people with guns. Um, but I, I'm a much more, I think, terrifying presence in that I hide somewhere outside of a building... Uh, enter its network, take over its cameras, and then use the like cybernetic implants inside of everybody's head to explode the fuck out of their brains when I find out um, that they are the bad folk, and they never they never see me. Um, I want them to see me. <laughs> well, I want them to know that death has a long shadow. <laughs> yeah, that's good too. No, I'm basically just uh, a grungy punk cyber samurai at this point and i am like i said i've never been more seen by a game um i get to kill sex predators uh mm -hmm. capitalists it's just absolutely fantastic um uh, that being the case and we all have like a bunch of hilarious stories about it um 
But that being the case, we also do need to mention uh, this game is not without its faults insofar as everyone else besides the three of us hates it. (laughs) (laughs) That includes me. Ron just hates it because we love it, though. That's right. That that people who are playing it on consoles hate it. Uh, PC players seem not entirely, but um, at least more immune to the game's... uh, technical peculiarities which is to say that if you were playing it on a playstation 4 or 5 game fucking likes to crash uh likes to crash a, a lot, lot. Um, you know it, it seems like when the game first came out it was reported that these crashes were only happening on the base playstation 4 um but it it feels like now jordan you who is playing on a playstation 5 uh crash more often um, than I, who is playing on an original, like I bought it the day they came out, PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. And this is also a great time to point out that I do have a PlayStation 5. Uh, last time that we were here, I was very distraught because I did not have one. Uh, it had been three weeks of disappointment. And then literally the next day, I got a PlayStation 5. Um, but yeah, it has. this game has crashed for me more often than any other video game that I have ever played. Um, and while it's like slightly inconvenient, I, I've kind of been looking at them as just like built in breaks <laughs> because all I do is reload the game and get right back into it. I really haven't had any game breaking bugs or anything that like has detracted from my experience other than the fact that every once in a while the game just stops and I have to restart it. Uh, hmm. so I don't know. It hasn't, it hasn't really diminished my experience to the point that I've, want to say that the game's bad i don't think it's a bad yeah. game and now um, i've had no crashes i've had just like random ass stuff not populate mm-hmm. like weapons or one time i went to go get my tarot cards read from misty and the cards just didn't populate yeah uh populate uh so it's nothing that really like has a satisfaction like frequent crashes at all but um it's gotten so bad that Jordan, you were just—you uh, want to tell us what you just saw on the news before uh, we started yeah. recording? Yeah, right before we started, Sony pulled Cyberpunk from the PlayStation Store, which, to my knowledge, has never happened with like a, a AAA game before. I know that it's happened a couple times with like some indie games, uh, but yeah, they completely pulled the game from the PlayStation Store. You can't buy it there as of right now. Uh, and they are offering full refunds to anybody that has bought the digital version of the game from the PlayStation Store. That is buck that, fucking wild. That's yeah. wild. Sure I is. I just can't imagine that it's that bad, but I guess apparently it I, is. Yeah, and it's you know, weird because like it, it seems that like it, the experiences vary so much between like other console gamers. Like both of you guys are playing on PlayStation Four and don't have any major issues. Yeah, I, I have some issues. Um, I don't crash as often as you. You say you've told us that you crash roughly once an hour. Yeah, it's it's uh, about once seen an hour. Other reports um, from PlayStation Five users who say the same that once an hour the game crashes. Uh, in the game's defense, not that this excuses uh, this particular uh, type of bug, which which is to point out that the crashing continues after an 18 gigabyte patch, mm-hmm. um, which is half a damn game god damn to be fair um right but um the game saves very frequently uh if it did not if i were losing like 
you know, even 15 or more minutes of progress every time the game crashed, I would have, I would have like fucking thrown in the towel by now too. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. But, mm-hmm. but when it has crashed for me, um, you know, I oftentimes find that I'm never more than like 30 seconds behind where I was. And oftentimes it has saved exactly where I crashed. Um, Mm-hmm. To, to the point where I wonder if it isn't the auto save feature that isn't somehow tied to the crash in. Um, you know, it... Yeah, I mean, I, I've noticed that in my playthroughs, uh, and this is a little bit different than your experience, Chris, but like every time that my game crashes, it's when I am in transit to somewhere else. It never happens like in combat. It never happens in cutscenes huh. uh, or while I'm talking. It's always when I'm like, getting off or onto my motorcycle to go somewhere or to get off of my motorcycle when I've arrived somewhere. So like right in the moments where the game probably auto saves when it realizes you're transitioning into doing something else is always when my game crashes. See, for me, it's the, it's the exact opposite of all my crashes. I think only once have I crashed while in transit. And it was like a, a transitional cutscene where I was in the passenger seat of somebody else's car and they were talking to me, and the game just fucking crashed. Usually, mm. it is uh, when I am like about to shoot somebody. I pull the trigger on my gun. I see their uh, head begin to turn into uh, gore, <laughs> and then the game is crashed. Um, but oftentimes, um, like the other day, I was, I had like crept up a stairwell um, and was about to like scope somebody in the dome with my sniper rifle and I pulled the trigger and it crashed and then I uh, loaded the game and I was at the top of the stairwell getting ready to like scope in and pull the trigger um, mm. you know so it's it's possible that the game is crashing because you are doing anything at all other than like regular walking while the game auto saves mm-hmm. um, it may struggle to save while uh, something is loading um, like the, you know, pixelized blood that needs to uh, explode out of somebody's head when I shoot them for being rapey. And it and it does need to. Yeah, yeah it, it, it do. <laughs> um, but, I mean, generally speaking, the game is, is fun. Um, it's yeah. very cathartic for what we are currently dealing with in society right now. I'm not going to sit here and say it's not. It is. I mean, I've... I genuinely have enjoyed the game. Like bugs and all aside, uh, I think it's great. So, yeah, and I think you know, I wonder if that isn't now isn't part of the problem. Now, um, a game like this that crashes hourly or more, um, that that is an unacceptable fault of the game. You know that that alone is enough, especially from a AAA title, um, to to pull it. I think from the Sony store. You know, because if if you compare this to any of the Bethesda games, the Fallouts, the, um, you know, the Elder Scrolls games, those games have their issues too and are guaranteed to launch with bugs. You know, I, I have had times in those games where I'm like walking over uh, a sidewalk and like I hit a crack where the textures change and my foot gets stuck and I'm lost forever. Um, you know, that is, that is a thing that happens. Um, but I mean, those games don't crash, you know. So, yeah. 
that. There's that. <laughs> <laughs> just just let him keep going. Let him keep going. <laughs> Nobody interrupt him. Ron, what the fuck? <laughs> what? what did I do? No, your voice was like. It sounded like you said that directly into the microphone as well. Yeah, did you swallow your microphone? He okay? I didn't swallow it. Did you try to swallow are you, it, Ron? No. Are, are you being like hijacked by General Grievous or something? Does <laughs> <laughs> my mic still sound crazy? Yeah, yeah, kind of. I have no idea why. It, can, it could not hear you very well there for a minute. <clears throat> Say something right. now. It, it's still me. Mm, yeah. All right. That's a shame. You're fine. Mm. Yeah, we can cut this bit out. If it sounds good, yeah. Hmm. I will go do podcast. <laughs> I was actually waiting. I was actually giving some silence so you would know where to cut. Uh, I'm gonna have to write it down. That never works. Well, 1915. We took a little mm-hmm. trip. It's a great year. It was. It was a good year. Um, okay. Well, we'll hope it doesn't happen again. I have no idea. Uh, I we were talking about cyberpunk. <clears throat> um, anyway, so you should play cyberpunk. <laughs> what the fuck, Ron? <laughs> Did you set an alarm to go off in the middle of the podcast? No, I set it to go off at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're a monster. That's how late we are. No, it's Thursday. All right. All right. 1950. 1950. There it is. Anyway. Anyway, you should play Cyberpunk. It's a lot of fun. You get to cut up uh, child molesters of the katana. True. And it is worth a, a worthy endeavor. Um, so, guys, last week... Oh, hold on. Before we do anything else, can we talk for just a split second about how fucking buck wild this Spider-Man 3 movie is shaping up to be? Yeah, pretty much everybody. I think from I'm Spider-Man. in Spider-Man Three. I'm pretty sure you are. <laughs> At this point, I really hope it all happens, and I know that there's like the the worries that the movie will be too crowded or there'll be too much going on. But Endgame worked, and there was 50 people in that fucking movie, so like I'm I'm here for it. Give me all of the Spiders, men. I yeah. also sincerely doubt that um, all of these characters play a significant role in the plot. We could also just see them, and they would still get credits. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, and, and also, too, there is an, a very real possibility that they're just fucking lying. Oh, yeah. That they're just yeah. like, hey, and uh, you know who else is fucking in it? Vincent Price. <laughs> what? How? <laughs> because shut up. <laughs> Does it come out on April 1st? Yes, exactly that. <laughs> See? Yep. They got us. Yep. But, I mean, I I don't know. Like, they they have cast um, Jamie Foxx again as Electro, Alfred Molina again as Doc Ock. But at the same time, like, we have, um, what's his fucking face, as J. Jonah Jameson again from the previous Spider-Man, two, two Spider-Men back, um, J.K. Simmons. And so, I mean, is it possible that they're just going to be the MCU versions of these characters? I mean, yeah, but let's be real. We're all thinking Spider-Verse. We are. We it's are. Got, it's got to be something related to that. I mean, we, we already know that they're introducing the multiverse. Uh, yep. Uh, 
Doctor Strange. So it, it, it's going to be something. What's bizarre, though, is that something fucking wild has to happen um, outside of this Spider-Man movie because that is, this is not where uh, Far From Home left off. You know, no, definitely it not. to suggest is about to happen. You know, uh, this is know. also a great way to bring about uh, Spider-Gwen in the, the MCU because you could just have her be literally Emma Stone from the Amazing Spider-Man franchise and she gets to stay here. Why? Because we like her. <laughs> because we want us a Spider-Gwen. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if that happens. Uh, Disney loves Emma Stone. She's also in like that Cruella movie that's coming out. Does she play Cruella DeVille? Yeah, like a young version of Cruella. It's like a Cruella origin story. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Isn't her whole shtick just like, <clears throat> I hate dogs and want to cut them up? Like, I don't need that person's origin. I know everything yeah. I need to know about them right now. I have now. a feeling that she probably was like a, a dog lover and something turned her into a dog hater. And then and that's a probably dog got a promotion that she was supposed to get. <laughs> something like that, exactly. <laughs> Climb the corporate ladder a bit faster. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the way it always works. Cru- a Cruella origin story. Now, of all the weird spin-off bullshit, but speaking of weird spin-off bullshit though, like last week also, Disney announced one, two, three, four, everything. <laughs> Pretty much everything. <laughs> Fucking everything ever. All of it. They announced, hey, we're doing not only one Star Wars, we're doing Infinity Star Wars. <laughs> And not only are we doing more Marvel, we're doing extra more double Marvel. Yup. Like, more than I ever thought that they would announce at one time. Do you remember, like, San Diego Comic-Con, I don't know, was it last year? It all kind of runs together at this point. Yep. When they announced, like, Times their new whatever. slate of Marvel movies. I didn't think anything could ever top that. <clears throat> and then this random investors meeting that I didn't even know was happening until a half an hour before it happened. Yeah, me either. And, and they announced, what, 20 new properties across everything that they own? Yeah, and then they showed like a bunch of fucking trailers. So for... how are they How are they going to top this? Like next year, they've got to come out with another big announcement. They're going to they're gonna let us be in Star Wars. Right? That's how they're going to top it. <laughs> At this point, they're just like, hey, you guys want to be a Jedi? Great, I'm Close in. Close your eyes and wish real hard. <laughs> That hotel at Disney opens where you have like the Star Wars experience. You get there and they tell you you never have to leave. This oh my just, god! This is just it go. now. Oh that's how god. that's how Disney wins. I'm okay. Uh, that's fine. <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, our, our benevolent Omnicorp that just wants to give people more Star Wars. I guess. I mean, I'm here um, for it. Yeah, and uh, of course, like they announced that. Uh, a spin-off show with Ahsoka, a spin-off show with um, uh, the problematic Cara Dune and invariably Bill Burr's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, aside, Bill Burr's character, Mayfield, do you think it's weirder that he has a normal-sounding name? Mm, I mean, I, f- I feel like it fits. It it does, but it's... it's it, of all the crazy shit we see in Star Wars, the thing from the first season of The Mandalorian that made me go, huh, that's weird. Was this one normal-looking guy with like a normal-ass last name? He does have a really normal <laughs> last name. <laughs> His character is so good, though, that I'm willing to uh, look past it. Oh, for sure, absolutely. Um. Anyway, so I'm. I was overwhelmed, frankly. I, I'm. I'm kind of like. 
and bird this kind of segues into what you wanted to talk about as far as this goes like i'm kind of burnt out a little bit vis-a-vis star wars like the mandalorian gets gets uh gets me going every time but like i don't know i saw all these wide and varied spin-offs and sequels and whatnot and i was just sort of like okay that's cool yeah um i i i have pleasantly mixed feelings about it i guess i um i think that the ahsoka stuff is going to be dope as hell mm-hmm. and then everything else i guess i don't care about <laughs> it's kind of um, hard to care about it right <clears throat> everything else was just like a title card a one sentence explanation and i don't know maybe you'll see it in like three or four years so it's right. like it's kind of hard to get excited yeah uh i mean it, like the rogue squadron sounds cool but it's hard for me to imagine that as a movie um or, or what that means you know um and it feels like too a lot of the the pitches that they have for these films or spin-offs or franchises are are just like what if x but star wars <laughs> sure um you know i mean the the bad batch thing we've kind of known about that for a while that that sort of comes as no surprise i'm pretty excited that there's going to be a, a lando uh anything no, yeah do we know this is it going to be uh our sweet boy our childish gambino troy barnes I mean, himself it, it has to be i feel like it does have to be they didn't. Uh, they didn't mention it at all. They didn't mention his name, which I imagine is just because they're still like in financial negotiations with him. But like at this point, I don't see how you could let anybody else do it. I also don't like. I can't imagine that there's a number they could quote Gambino that would keep him like out of this movie. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. I mean, if you're as famous and as talented as he is, um, it's basically like, hey, do you want to do more Star Wars? Like, yeah, yeah, dog, of course I do. This The whole reason we're all here is because we all want to do Star Wars. Right. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the announcements were cool. I, The Willow announcement was kind of the, the big one for me. I, I'm a huge fan of the Willowverse. Um, you know, I, I, I'm kind of really looking forward to see what they do with that. I mean, the there are a series of novels I think we've talked about before um, mm-hmm. on the show written by... George Lucas and Chris Claremont for the the Willow universe, and they're all super duper duper good. I, I need to watch Willow again because I n- have never really cared for that movie. It's I got Disney Plus. Oh my god, you I... were you said you said the first thing, and I was like, man, maybe I was wrong about Ron Davis. Then the, that second thing just kind yeah. of spilled out of your mouth and dribbled down your chin, and then it was bad again. You're welcome. Yeah, yeah. there it is. Back on timeout. Um, yeah, I, I, th- that's going to be the the good thing. Uh, I actually cared the least about sort of the classic Disney stuff that they announced, um, and it's not because I don't love Disney. It's just because I, 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 I like like Disney. I guess uh, I don't know. I'm just I'm just not there for it uh, in the same way that I am for like the Marvel stuff. Yeah, the Marvel stuff got me really, really worked up more than more than anything else. Right, but but I think a big part of that is because Marvel has released almost nothing but bangers. Like every That's true. very true. nearly every property they have dropped on us has been uh, super duper good. Yeah, and relatively uh, unique. You know, I mean, it, most of the Marvel movies are 
like watchable in a very self-contained way, with the exception of sort of the the most recent Avengers ones, um, and not not samey uh, in any like meaningful way to the rest of them. Mm-hmm. You, know, yeah. you get something very different with the Thor franchise than you do the Captain America franchise, than you do with the Iron Man franchise and Guardians and so on. You know? Yeah, and each one. And- and it's hilarious to me because, like, that's one of the the big complaints I hear from people on the internet. It's like, ooh, all the Marvel movies are so formulaic. They're all the same. And I'm like, what the fuck? For real? <laughs> Have you watched Guardians of the Galaxy and then Black Panther and then The Winter Soldier and said they're all the same? All of the movies have a hero, and then there is a villain, and then the hero <laughs> fights the villain. And I'm very smart. I, I figured it out. Uh, right. I mean, they are all formulaic in the sense that uh, a story told well and, and meaningfully has a formula to it. Oh, shit. Um, I j- now that you say it, Bird, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I bet, if, I bet if, you, if you put on your thinking cap and your big boy glasses and looked hard enough, you'd find both uh, a beginning and middle and an end to oh each my God. of the Marvel movies. <laughs> he's like, he's cracked well, the code. You're right. Yeah. I hereby <laughs> renounce Marvel. <laughs> yeah, you know, and now there there are some weaker Marvel movies, um, but I don't think there are any bad ones. I don't think <laughs> there are either. any Marvel. No, I mean Marvel's to the place now where, much like Pixar, where their their quality is as such that you can only really effectively compare them to each other. Mm-hmm. So, like the worst Marvel movie is still better than like the the wide majority of dc movies at this point like i could sit and watch iron man 2 and be like yeah okay and then i can go back and watch like fucking aquaman and be like oh yeah no no iron man was way better (laughs) and i actually enjoy aquaman as a film even the what would on the surface feel like some of the like least meaningful marvel movies uh color and make an impression upon like nearly every other film that you come across. Um, so there's something about any Marvel movie you watch that is that is meaningful or has an impact on some other film that you like or that you're going to like that just haven't released it yet and told you. Um, you know, and I, and I think that that's sort of what makes the Marvel Universe uh, so successful as a shared universe is that um, to, to steal their early tagline, it really is all kind of connected. You know, there is something there in every movie that makes an impression upon the rest of the films. You know, each one creates a fairly meaningful ripple across the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, you know, and you, you don't get that as well. Uh, with, honestly, even with Star Wars, you know, which I think is, is part of the reason why we see these announcements and we struggle um, to, to sort of to put faith in whether or not we'll like them. Uh, you know, there's no reason that we should be uh, any more or less excited for uh, the what if, you know, announcement than we are for like the fucking Rangers of the New Republic. You know, both of those mean fucking nothing. Uh, well, I mean, what if means something to us? But like, so does the Rangers of the New Republic. We know what that means, too. Um, but they shouldn't mean anything to us for the most part. But we're excited about what if because we know that Marvel is going to reward us for watching it we're not a hundred percent sure that star wars is going to um we know that star wars means well um but we we don't know for sure that they're going to kind of knock it out of the park 
Right, because is it going to be the Mandalorian or is it going to be the fucking Rise of Skywalker? Right. <laughs> like, is it going to be a delicious cake or is someone going to fart in your open mouth? <laughs> yeah, uh, and so we so we choose to close our mouths to Star Wars <laughs> a little bit. Uh, and, and, and then we go, wait, no, 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 show me what you have first. Right, but, but I think that's... I, I think that Disney is doing something right here because um, most of the properties that they've announced here, maybe all of them, I, I'd have to look at a list to remember them all, um, spin off from things that we that we like. You know, Rangers of the New Republic uh, isn't as exciting, I guess, on the surface, but we know that it spins out of The Mandalorian, so we have to assume that at least the production quality and script writing is going to be fucking dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we just got... I guess spoilers if you're very many episodes behind on season two of The Mandalorian. Uh, we just got the dopest fucking Dave Filoni directed episode uh, of Mandalorian yeah. that's just chock full of Ahsoka slapping people with her lightsabers. Yep. And so, of course, we're very excited for Ahsoka. We already know that they nailed her live action on screen performance. Like, it's, it's set in stone. We know, like, it would be so hard for them to fuck that up. And so we're excited about it, you know? But then. You, you give us a movie like Rogue Squadron and it's really hard for us to know what they're going to do with that because the 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 feature film verse for Star Wars is not a consistent place right now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so it's, it's hard to really have any faith that that's going to be good. Obviously, we know that Willow is going to be dope as fuck and Ron is stupid. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yikers. Gauntlet thrown down. Just, just wait. Ron... <laughs> Is the kind of you, can't, you know what Ron that the movie kind of guy who would sit in a chair and just munch on raw cookie dough rather than bake it before a podcast. <laughs> I don't because know what you're that, talking about. You can't put faith in how it feels about movies. That it, it, the movie just looked so bad. It really did, and I don't remember really even remember the story. That's how unforgettable it was for me. Wow! Sorry to yeah. shatter your dreams. Ron is saying it, some things tonight. The story <laughs> Shots fired. Basically, Star Wars. But what if the swords were regular and not the lightsaber kind? That's the problem. There wasn't nearly enough lightsabers, starfighters. No. You're done. Let's go. Uh, I cannot recommend that movie for just more. All right, I'm going to see where I can stream it. I might watch it tonight. It's on Disney+. Plus. It's on Disney+. Plus. Ron, have you been listening to this conversation whatsoever? No, where where can I stream it at? (laughs) Up your ass. You stick your head on up there. He thinks he's so funny. Oh, this has been great. <laughs> Ron, I want you to understand something, and I want you to know that I mean this from the bottom of my heart. You yeah. are exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh. He owns his own comic book star, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> anyway, we were talking about expanded universes before Ron destroyed everything. Derailed. Ron has sort of single-handedly guaranteed that there won't be a nerd life expansion. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what, you, you don't, we're not going to work on that Ron spinoff? I think not. No. Maybe a Ron spinout. What would it be? What would, the, what would the Ron spinoff even be? Would anybody be interested in like an origin story, you think? Yes. Like what brought me to Ron, these levels? Yes. <laughs> I, like historians have would study that for years. <laughs> Psychologists, um, all of them. <laughs> no, Bird actually posited this idea a while back of we do one episode uh, 
per member of the team to like <laughs> basically tell our life stories. <laughs> that'd be actually that'd be fantastic. No. We, sh- we should do that. No, yeah. we no. should do that. Yeah, I guarantee it would be at least hilarious, <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Bird, let me ask you a question. Are you still here? Yes. Okay. Let me ask you a second question. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> um, what do you feel like, as someone who has perhaps the most experience with, uh, like, reading long-form genre fiction, what do you feel like is a requirement for a shared universe to be successful. That was such a polite way of saying as the most fucking book nerd. <laughs> that was what I was sort of aiming at, yes. You know, I I I think that the formula is uh, is kind of a, a simple one. Um, but the the ingredients are, can be kind of like surprisingly hard to find. Um, I I think that for a a shared universe to work the the first film or book or jumping off point has to be uh, a f- like uh, incredible it has to be a fucking banger it has to be the best um, or near to the best that you can possibly offer within that franchise because that's what makes it worth spinning out from uh, if that first film cannot like attract crowds and really uh, build a rapport with its audience then you're not going to get them to come to see your second movie, no matter how fucking good it is. Okay, well, that, that sort of begs the question, how do you build that rapport? It's It's got to be grounded at least a little bit in believable reality. You can you can change some of the words, and you can make Marissa up words here and there. So to speak. I, you, say, you say believable reality. I, I would say that when we're talking about established properties, so... Uh, the DC universe versus the Marvel universe versus uh, Star Wars. Um, maybe the, instead of believability, we should say recognizability. It has to be recognizable as the thing you are trying to, to emulate or to create in this in this instance. You know, and I, I think that is sort of a big reason. We we've talked about this a lot. Uh, why the Marvel universe succeeds where the DC universe fails? When on the surface, they're both just making comic book movies that are adapting characters that already exist you know but the marvel universe rewards its audience by not only providing you know quality scripts writers uh you know animators etc like the the teams the creative teams in these are fucking rock stars um but the the product that they give us is something that you can juxtapose with that you can put up right next to the the stories from the comic books and you see that these guys are the same guy still. You know, you, yeah. you put Tom Holland's Spider-Man slash Peter Parker up next to, you know, Dan Slott's written version, and you can see echoes of the same guy there. The same is not true when you look at, like, Man of Steel, Superman, or or even, I, I think even more pointedly for me, that just the, the Kent family as a whole, next to their, their comic book parallels, it has sort of the opposite effect. It's it's jarring. It's like nails on a chalkboard uh, for I, I think at least Ryan, mm-hmm. um, because that's not what that guy's supposed to look at. Like you know, and so you leave that movie disappointed. 
You know, you, you have a lot to think about, but not in a meaningful way. You leave kind of confused and hurt <laughs> that this is not what you signed up for. You know, and, and I think they continue to do that. The, the DC Extended Universe keeps trying to do, quote unquote, new and different things with characters that abandon the characteristics that we fucking adore. Uh, and so we just keep getting stuff that nobody wants, you know, even the successful movies like the, the fucking Joker, you know, that has elements in it that I guess make for a good film totally separate from anything even like comic book adjacent. That movie might be a good whatever movie, but it's a dumb fucking comic book movie. It's a bad comic book movie, um, you know, and and so I, I think and it's not a comic book movie, even though they are going to do it, that lends itself to expanding into a shared universe, you know? Um, whereas you could take almost any Marvel movie and I think use it as a jumping off point for a dope-ass shared universe with the rest of the Marvel films. Um, so I, don't know, I think I think that's I, that was kind of rambly, but that's sort of the, the first thing for me is a badass, recognizable property um, that, you know, your audience can identify with. And also, too, I think a important thing that a good shared universe has to have to make it appealing anyway is it has to have that, yes. But I feel like it also has to be accessible to people who are just regular old ding-dongs who don't give a fuck about Rocket Raccoon or nothing. Right. And there's nothing wrong yeah. with being a ding-dong. I think we should say that. You know, we are we are pro-ding-dong here. <laughs> you know, it's okay to be a ding-dong. I guess it depends on the nature of the ding-dongitude. Yeah, it's the dings that you're donging or the dongs that you're dinging are what really matter here. Yeah. But that's just life, you know. That uh, Yeah, that is, that's just life. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going anywhere near this one. <laughs> that's what all the people nope. say. No. Nope. <laughs> I figured dongs that you're dinging was just like... <laughs> Figured you'd be all over. I'm, yeah, I'm a little was, surprised. Right? Uh, it, uh, it showed. I had to show great restraint. <laughs> I'm. Well I'm a little sad. Uh, it's a bit yeah. disappointed, really. Um, <sighs> I guess it. The it, it's also important when you're making a shared universe that uh, the movies oh. all make sense within uh, like context of one another. Um, Marvel again is very good at that. When you, it's very rare that one Marvel film. Uh, contradicts or otherwise stands in opposition to a film that came before it or will come after it. Um, they all work together and weave together sort of almost seamlessly. And like I said earlier, uh, tend to make like meaningful waves that kind of brush up against the rest of the films. You know, you can watch almost any Marvel movie and feel that it will reward you uh, later on when you watch another movie down the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had Hawkeye and Thor. Uh, even if you don't fucking like Thor and you think Hawkeye's a dope guy, that's his first appearance, dog. And they rewarded you for being there. Um, and you get a lot of that, I think, in the Marvel Universe. You know, the the these movies within their shared franchise universe um, do, I think, a dope job of sort of aligning with one another uh, and, and making sense. Um, I, I think that the, you know, I, and, and I'm biased, but I think the... Uh, MonsterVerse, Legendary's MonsterVerse, the Godzilla universe that they have, mm-hmm. uh, has done a pretty bang-up job of the same thing. 
yeah, they kind of they kind of slid that in under the radar too. Like everyone was just sort of, wait a minute, this connects to Godzilla. Yeah, um, we, yeah, you know, um, that's been pretty cool. Um, I I think that they have done a good job. You know, the first Godzilla movie, the two thousand and four one, was pretty dope, and then we got uh, Kong Skull Island, mm-hmm. which was uh, a heaping pile of fun. Um, but it also it took place prior to that. Uh, towards the tail end of the Vietnam War, you know, so it took it took part, you know, an entire era before the Godzilla films, um, but used its place in the timeline to sort of further establish the organizations uh, and the the history of sort of this monster research um, that was alluded to in the first film, and that was later expanded upon in Godzilla: King of the Monsters. And now we are being further rewarded. Uh, you know, Godzilla vs Kong is coming out sometime i guess uh yeah it's it's going straight uh, to um uh yeah yeah uh last i heard it was hbo max unless netflix makes a follow-up offer uh, which it doesn't look like they're going to do um you know so probably hbo max um but yeah you know we get another fucking dope ass kaiju movie um but these films too you know the the godzilla universe has a lot uh, of, of Easter eggs. There's a lot that happens and that you can see going on in the background of those movies or even in just how they design costumes and particular parts of sets that, that call back to and echo these these older Godzilla films. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there are rewards there for uh, sort of the stalwart or historic fans. And then if you're not, it's just fucking knock down, drag out, fight between giant lizards and apes and bugs and stuff. And that's cool for anybody everybody wants to see that it is true it is cool for anybody so they had easter eggs in old godzilla movies they do really well they had easter eggs in the in the new ones that reference the old ones right no i did not know that yeah when they are uh well like in king of the monsters whenever they go into that like ancient it's basically atlantis uh city to detonate the nuclear bomb yeah revive godzilla you can see the bones of uh angiris who is godzilla's best friend and my favorite kaiju in the background uh, and then the suit that the dude is wearing into uh the like radiation chamber where he dies and detonates the bomb um is the functionally the same suits that they're wearing in the original godzilla movie huh. um, that's pretty cool know, they, there's a lot going on in those films yeah um, also, it's got like Rodan and Mothra and in it, and they're you know, King Ghidorah, pretty big names. You probably heard of them. I think birds you know. submerging underwater now. That's exactly no, what getting, it sounded I like. Muttery. I was getting muttery on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing a bit stylistic. Yeah. Uh, it was art. <laughs> um, and now on the opposite end of that, you have like the uh, dark universe or whatever the fuck it was attempting to be called the the universal monsters. Now, see, it's kind of it is a goddamn shame because like universal monsters was like the first cinematic shared universe, you know, way back in the day. And they were like, oh, shit, we got this. We have all these characters. And then they just didn't. They just stopped. They just fucked it up so bad that nobody gave a shit. But uh sort of 
bouncing off of that, had they used the Brendan Fraser mummy series? Absolutely. As a oh my god. For a monster, for the a dark universe or whatever the fuck, that would have been incredible. Uh, Missed you know, opportunity. Those movies were a fucking blast. They were, like, man. They were fun. Like, like all of them were were fun. Uh, I mean, the was the the fourth one. I guess was arguably the worst. The one where they're in Asia and they fight the like the Yetis. Tomb of the, the Dragon Emperor. Yeah, that's probably the worst one, but I still had a bang up. Like I fucking loved watching it in theaters. Mm-hmm. All the same, you know? but I mean, those first three movies were dope as hell. No complaints. They were so fun, uh, you know. And that that was a perfect jumping off point for a shared universe. That that's a universe in which you could very easily see, you know, a, a Dracula, an Invisible Man, you know, these other movie monsters existing. Um, you know, we already have like secret cults and uh, dark magics in a world that like didn't expect them to exist. It would have been cool as fuck. Uh, and I, I think that Universal Studios really screwed the pooch when they decided to reboot the Mummy with Tom, with Tom Cruise, Cruise and mm-hmm. all that. Not Which that isn't he, not the, he's not the issue. Chops, obviously, the issue was it was right. a terrible ass film. I saw that movie. That movie fucking happened to me, and. <laughs> It was ass awful. It wasn't that bad. It was. It was one of one of one of Raj, the worst movies I have it, ever put in all, front of my face. We it all heard what you had to say about Willow. <laughs> I was gonna say it wasn't a Willow. By the way, you can stream that on Disney. Just found that out. Yeah. He just found that out. Uh, Ron, this it. bit's never gonna get old. <laughs> I'm gonna watch the fuck out of Willow tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so good. I I own it on DVD. Uh, I own all the books. I fucking love Willow. It's, it's yeah, really, really it good. blew my mind when you told me that there was like an expanded Willow canon. You know, that there's like multiple books and a timeline and not just this one movie about the guy who was the Ewok and also the worst Batman. Right. Uh, sure. Um, harsh. Not, <laughs> maybe, not, maybe not still the worst Batman, you know, but a, not a, a bad Batman. Um, no, the Willow is just a prequel. You know, it takes most of the books take place uh, like it's like 15 years later for all intents and purposes. Um, all of them, in fact, except for the Willow book. I recommend. Hey, it. wait a hey, minute. What's up? Uh, Was all right. So the, did did they make a second movie in the Universal Dark Universe? Yeah, yeah. they made the that fucking. I remember the mummy. I did not remember Invisible Man. No, the the. Oh, then, that one then, wasn't a part of the can. No, the Dracula bird. What was the title again? It was dicks up, <laughs> unpants. Dracula there dicks was a out. Dracula movie about Dracula how... dicks out. Yeah. I would watch the shit out of that. It was kind of like the, the penguin surf. I want to suck you. What? What? Uh, wow. <laughs> Are you sure that? Ron, I'm not sure of anything right now. Okay. Are you sure Invisible Man wasn't part of that? I mean, I'm relatively sure. No, they not. didn't. They I'm... didn't advertise it as such. I don't think they advertised it at all, though. No, it is. It is. I'm looking at. I'm looking at it right now. I'll put it in the chat. Son of a gun! They they made a second one after the Mummy. Third, a third. Oh man! No one stopped the, them. The balls on these guys. <laughs> I know, right? <clears throat> And, huh. and they're just allowed to do this. There was there was a planned sequel to Invisible Man. 
Huh. I'll be goddamned. Nope, let's let's not do that. Let's not. No. Yeah. It's not uh good per se in the in the way that some things are good and some things are bad. It's definitely a hard bad. Yeah. <laughs> hey, speaking of Tom Cruise, did you see uh, him making the news earlier this week? I did. He had a meltdown, but it's like good. Yes, I I, I want to like him now. <laughs> he he said yeah. the right things. He, yeah. He... Well, he he had a total fucking meltdown because of people on the set of the most recent Mission Impossible uh, movie were not observing the uh, COVID guidelines and it got caught on tape of him like berating the staff. But at the same time, fucking good. Yeah, he's, he said what needed to be said. Yeah, you guys are being dipshits, man. Yeah. It's a real thing and people, like a 9-11's worth of people die from it every day. Get your shit together. More. That's, Almost that's 4,000 people died yesterday. Oh my that's god. Like 3,600 something. This is nuts. Yeah. Nuts. Oh my god. Well, that's terrible. <laughs> um, I was reading about this, this Invisible Man movie. Yeah. It's stupid. It looked dumb. Was it a thing? Yeah. Apparently. Huh. <laughs> yeah. And it is canonical in this bullshit universe, huh? I don't know. I think I watched that. I can't remember. Well, then it probably wasn't a good film, Ron. Well, that's what I'm thinking. I, I remember as much of The Invisible Man as I do of Willow. So I'm. I'm oh my god! <laughs> I'm not even. I don't even have a dog in this fight, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> I could just see Bird like fuming over there. It's great. Actually, I drew a picture of a dog. <laughs> I've just completely shut down now. One day, Ron. One You're going to go too far, and Bird is going to snap and give you just the the most severe verbal thrashing he's ever given anyone. <laughs> and you, in that moment, will feel so small. I, I have I, given some verbal thrashings before, and I think that you will find that Ron will not qualify for the worst of I've, I've seen <laughs> I've seen him hand out verbal thrashings. It is a sight to behold. I have a certain reputation to uphold. So I have to save the good ones for the bad people. <laughs> Judged based on deed, not scent. Otherwise, Ron would be up there. <laughs> what were we talking about before Ron was wrong about a really good fantasy movie? Shared universes. Yeah. And how nobody wants to share them with Ron. <laughs> not anymore. Um, man, huh. yeah. I don't even want to share this one with Ron. So... Uh, <laughs> All the stuff I said makes for a good one, and then if you don't have those things, that's a bad one. So I think that about wraps. Up. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, that's <laughs> succinct. That, that should that should about do it. Um, you know, uh, if it is a, based upon an existing franchise, it has to be recognizable as such. Uh, you know, you have to be willing to believe that these films are all a part of uh, sort of that existing property. Um, you know, you, your characters have to be recognizable as the characters that they're supposed to be mimicking. Um, the movies have to be I, maybe not unique, uh, because I think that it's technically fair to say that, like, the, the stories that we are being told in the Marvel Universe, in the, the Godzilla Universe, and so on, are recognizable as being 
you know, versions of stories that we have had told before. So they're not, they're not wholly unique in that way. Um, but within just the context of the, the cinematic universe, they are unique from one another. Um, in spite of some voice complaints uh, to the contrary, none of the Marvel movies are really uh, particularly formulaic or all that much like one another. Um, I, w- I would say that the only potential like arguments you could have in that way... Ron, why are you giggling? Uh, sorry. <laughs> I don't trust a Ron giggle. Uh, it usually means that some bullshit is abounding. No, it's um, fine. No, it's, it's never fine. Never. Uh, yeah, so movies have to be recognizable, but unique and watchable. They're going to be super fun. And uh, I guess if there's a bunch of classic characters who are near and dear, not only to people's hearts, but in some cases, they're very like moral philosophies, don't kill them one by one uh, <laughs> over the course of your new movies. Um a That's solid strategy. Sense. Ron, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I was trying to turn that off because it keeps making noise. It's well, not working. <laughs> yeah, it, it, is, it is, in fact, just making we, the noise. We, we can fix that in post, right? We used to We're not going to. The, the world needs to know your sin. <laughs> we need to fill this last minute, so... <laughs> What is uh, yeah, that's all I have. Are you just on the bridge of the Enterprise over there, Ron? Like, what the fuck is happening? Are you piloting a spaceship? <laughs> I don't know what's going on anymore. Bird, get him. <laughs> get, well, get him. Guys, that's going to that's gonna do it for this episode of Nerd Life. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Uh, at Official Nerd Life. At some places, at Nerd Life Cast, at other places, <laughs> you be the judge of what those places are. Uh, our Patreon works again if you want to make us fabulously wealthy. Um, and you do trust us. If you don't want Ron's dirty paws on the money, just make a note when you donate it. No big deal. They won't let me touch the checkbook anyway. Actually, Ron's like the only person who can touch the checkbook. We have a Nerd Life credit card that we have never seen. Because, Ron <laughs> because I lost it. Uh, I don't know where it's at. I don't know where it's at. I literally, when it was being sent to us, told Ron, hey, there's a credit card coming to the address that you have on file. Make sure you get it. And then he lost it before he found it. So <laughs> It'll turn up. Yeah. Man, is that all we say? Until next time, true believers, whatever Jordan says. Oh, that's not, you gotta say it right. I can't. That's a, that's a, that's a Ryan thing. I will say it. I will step up to the plate. Until next time, gentle listener, stay handsome. Podcast over. Ain't it just. That sounded good.